Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, today we begin a brand new sermon series called Better. And over the next few weeks, we'll be looking at four different areas of our lives that we can make simple changes in order to experience God's fullness and God's blessing. We're going to evaluate our priorities. We're going to evaluate our relationships and our choices and our witness in the next few weeks. So let's open up our hearts and open up our minds. So as we dive into the area of priorities, it's going to make a little bit more sense as we begin this new year. I always like starting a series a week or two after the year starts. And here's why. I don't know about you, but most people blow their New Year's resolution pretty quick. And then it's like, okay, now I'm ready for a sermon series about doing something better this year. Thus the name better. Let's start with an illustration to really talk a little bit about priorities. Now, as you, some of you can see, if you can, I'll I'll lift it up for you. There's this thing about making everything fit. And so in life, you have the big things. They really are the, the most important things. And let's just be honest, all the other stuff is just the urgent thing that always demands your time. It's not necessarily important, but it's all over you. You know what I'm talking about. It's the constant calling, the text, the, the emails, the, the ringing, and, and everything else, and that paper in the, in the mailbox that says, send me some money. It's just all these other things are just demanding so much of our time. So, so let's just say all that urgent stuff goes in to your bucket of life first. It's there. Look at that. It's everywhere. And that's going to be the foundation of you. All the stuff that demands your attention, demands your passion, demands your time. And then comes the big stuff. I mean, you have all these big things. So then you try to put those in there and those in there, and then you get them all in there, and now it don't fit. And something has to be thrown out. Ever have a situation like that where you really wanted to get to something and it didn't get in there? It didn't fit in the 24 hours? It didn't fit in the five days of the, of the business week? It just didn't fit. Because maybe we did it backwards. Maybe if we were to take the big things and put them in first then we decided to put all the other stuff in after they would find a way to all fit you see the sequence matters 
the important big things have to come first. This isn't easy. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure maybe nobody else in the room is. This stuff, the praying and the reading of His Word, it's got to go in first. It's got to go in first. And when it does, all the other stuff fits. Well, somebody say amen. amen. The Bible speaks to this need to the order of our private world, of our life, to order it well. God knows that without keeping the main thing the main thing, we can get lost in lesser things. As we begin this, this new year, we must take an honest look at our lives. Not your spouse's life, not your kid's life or the grandbaby's life, not your boss's life, not politics, just you. You see, I'm, I'm pointing at me. Just me. If I start here, then all of a sudden the other stuff begins to change. Have you ever noticed when you're in a good space, when you're in a right place with God, those relationships that are really important to you, they go better, even easier? And with the next one? And, and with the next one? Because I put the priorities right. How many are guilty of not putting the priorities? So may, may this, this message today make it personal for you. And watch what God's going to do. I'm not saying do this so that there's this condemnation. I'm saying this so that there's a conviction that causes me to change and go in a different direction the way the King designed me to go. And the same for you. So, it's about seeking God first. Jesus' most famous sermon is found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And in chapter 6, Jesus turns to preaching and to teaching about how we have a tendency to worry about our lives. Maybe some of you can relate to that right off the bat. Anybody here worry? No, pastor, I don't worry. I just have concerns. Synonym. Be careful. Maybe some of you understand how serious this really is. And I hope this message brings about that change in your life that you're looking for. Folks, we get worried about a lot of things. Relationships, retirement, bills, the future. Do I go to school? Do I go to trade? Do I do this? Do I do that? What about my sickness? What about my disease? And we get worried. So in verse 33 of chapter 6, Jesus deals with this. Now before you get to verse 33, you got to know what Jesus has talk, is talking about. And Matthew writes it all down there for us. He says, we're all worried about clothes. We're worried about shelter. We're worried about all the necessities of life. 
So he, he just brings this whole laundry list. And then Jesus says this, after saying all this stuff that we worry about, he says, but seek, say it with me, first. You mean not third or fourth or fifth or tenth or twentieth? First? You mean like the rocks? The big rocks got to go in first? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What? Yeah, all that stuff. The clothes, the house. The, the, you mean the church building? Yes. Seek first? Oh, that got conviction right there for me. And you guys better be saying amen too. We must seek God first. Do, do you hear the, the, the language of priority here? He's given us that sequence. Jesus tells us that when we seek first after a life that pleases God, all these other things, these, even the things that we think really shouldn't matter to God, even though they matter to us, He says, you know that that stuff matters. I've had some people, you, don't be praying for a parking space. Don't be praying for green lights. Why not? If God was sitting right there in the cockpit, and there's Jesus, and I'm coming up, and it's another red light, I'm going, hey, bro, what do you think, man? Woo, green light, here we go. Why not? He'd be laughing. If he's first, then all those little things... They're not about lust or desire. They're just God wanting to bless you. Yeah. Feel free to do that. So how do, we, how do we seek God? We seek Him like we seek anything else. We spend a lot of time and energy in pursuit of Him. So Marvin used to work in the library when he was 15 years old. And the hottest blonde in school used to come into the library. And because uh, she was such a great student, she would be sitting there because she were to get all of her work. And so the teacher would just send her to the library and I would pull out my surfer magazine because I worked there and I'd be looking from the counter over my my surfer magazine. I'd be like this, acting like I'm reading, going, oh, there she is. There she is. And she knew I, I didn't know she knew I was looking. Pretty naive. And one day. And I didn't realize this. At 15 years old, one day, I'm going like this, and I said, God, if that's the one you want for me, I want her too. You know, a few years later, we got married. She went to my prom. <laughs> you see, seek ye First, the kingdom of God. All these things will be added unto you. And here's the thing that happens when you're really seeking somebody. You know what happens? You spend a lot of time and you talk forever. You guys remember those avocado phones or the lemon color phones? And, the, and they're always in the kitchen. And the 50-foot cord... 
And I would have that long cord, and I'd be sitting there right next to the washer and the dryer, closing the door so nobody, so I could have some privacy. And I'd be talking to Chris. And we'd be on the phone for hours. And I'm thinking, I've never talked to anybody for hours. But I would her. And then I'd do it again the next day. As much as she could put up with me, I was there. Until her mom and dad's like, hey, 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 just sit down and eat. You see, when you seek somebody, you want to be with them. You want to spend money on them. You can't help it but give them your time, your talent, and your treasure. And you see, that's how we are with God when we're seeking Him. We want to give them all of our time. We can't help it but talk to every. Can, can I tell you about Jesus? Sure. Can't help it. Everything comes back to the Lord. I just, I can't help it. My mama used to always do this. When we could leave. And we were saying, Mom, we're goodbye. And she goes, the blood of Jesus be on you. Blessings. Amen. See, she couldn't help it. It oozed out of her. What was important to her, she wanted to be important on us. It's that seeking the Father. That's seeking the Son. That's seeking the Holy Spirit. So, as Jesus is traveling, as we go through, we're now into Matthew chapter 22, and here's a lawyer that comes up, or, or a, let's say an expert in the law, right? And he asked Jesus this tough question, and here's what happens in verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, that Jesus, they had asked him tough questions, and he had silenced the Sadducees. They gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first great commandment. And he answers a second question that the guy never even answered. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. What's he saying? So everything that was taught... From the beginning of time, through all the men and women of God, the judges, the, the, the prophets, all the law, the 613 different laws of, of, the, of the Jewish law, the Levitical law, all of that. He says everything, they're standing on two things. Love God, love others. Wow. In actuality, did, did you catch the man that's asking the question of Jesus? He says, which is the great commandment in the law? Really what he should have been at was really asking Jesus, what should I have as my greatest priority? And Jesus quotes a command from the Old Testament when he tells him to love God. You see, our priorities are incredibly important to God that it traces all the way from the New Testament all the way back to the Old Testament. I mean, what's the first commandment in Exodus chapter 20? Have no other gods before me. He's saying, I'm first. 
And you know what? If you're a husband, you're looking at your wife and you're saying, I'm first. And that wife is looking at you, husband, and saying, guess what? I'm first. And they don't apologize. Neither him or her. Because I've given all. And she says, I've given all. What do you think God is saying when He says, I'm first? I've loved you with everything that I have. For God so loved the world that what? Gave His only begotten Son. Wow. How can you tell when you love someone, something or love someone? You can't help it. You just got to talk about it. The guys, you know, they got to talk about their, their, their cars or they like to talk about, you know, if they love music, they're going to talk about their gear and their instruments. There's so many different things. Guys, if they love the jewelry, they're going to talk about that. Whatever it might be, they're going to talk about it. And when you really love or like their best team, they're going to talk about it. So the question is, if I really love God, am I talking about Him? How about you? Not condemnation, but if it convicts, do you talk about Him? Or does it have to be a safe space? You have to be in a church environment where everybody around you also are believers. Could you talk about them outside of the church building? Could you talk about them to family? Especially Uncle So-and-so and Aunt Weirdo? <laughs> How do you talk about them? The other thing is when you really talk about them, are you weird when you talk about them? Are you abrasive? Are you sensitive to the other person and where they're coming from? And how you talk when you talk about the Lord? Christianity's got a bad rap because a few weirdos went out there and made it weird to talk about Jesus. We got to take that back. We got to be relevant. We've got to be real. We have to listen to them and not make sure we're only waiting till they pause so we can say what we want to say next. Guilty as charged. I want us to notice that in this conversation with this, this, this religious lawyer that Jesus is having, He tells a man that the first and greatest commandment is to love God. And he says the second is just like it, which is to love your neighbor. It seems that unless we get loving God right, we have no hope in being able to love others. Until I get it right with my king, I can't love my bride. I can't love my kids. I can't love them. It's not authentic. But when I'm here and I spend time on my knees and I'm giving Him my heart and I'm being honest with myself and honest with Him 
And something happens on the inside. There's, there's this surgery that happens spiritually to my soul, to my spirit. That I begin to learn to stop thinking about me, myself, and I. Guilty. And I worry about what's their dream. What's important to them. What does God want to do in them? Do through them. I don't know about you, but I've been selfish. You know how hard it is to not be selfish when you've been wounded? Ever been hurt anybody? The rest of you are lying. And when you get hurt enough times, all that happens is, oh, I know what that's like. I've been there. As soon as somebody says something, you immediately make it about Marvin. And the conversation was nothing about you. Somebody say guilty. Guilty. It's good stuff, isn't it? At least for me. See, when I'm putting the big rocks in, the rest seems to fall into place. It finds the voids and the crevices all around the big rocks. And then everything can fit. And God will take care of my pain and my owies and make me the man of God He wants me to be. See, we need to focus on the eternal and not the temporary. The eternal is focusing on the love of God and the love of others. And the temporal is my suffering, my pain, my offenses, my owies. That's temporary. Is it real? Yes. Is it painful? Yes. But if I stay in the pit, I stay in the pit. I don't get to see the glory. But if I spend time in His presence, I'm pulled out of the pit. Didn't mean it didn't happen. Didn't mean it doesn't have to be dealt with and forgiven. And what's forgiveness? Three things. I promise I'm never going to throw this back in your face again. I promise I'm not going to go tell others about this again. And three, I promise not to meditate privately about what you did to me. Now that's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Listen to what Paul says. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen, for the things we see now, the temporary, will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. You know heaven's forever. Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, those pearly gates, it's forever. Do you know it's not a place where I get a, a harp and a, and a cloud? I don't know about you, but that's, I'll, I'll take door number three now. That just doesn't sound fun. But can you imagine... If the earth is in its fallen state, 
It's broken right now. Can you imagine when God recreates new heavens, new earth? Can you imagine its splendor, its glory? And we get to live in, in all of His glory forever and ever? How many have heard the saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life? Now we're talking heaven. I love one scholar said this, and I've said it before, it just gets me. The colors are so bright, they're so vibrant, that when you look at those colors, you can taste them and smell them. Come, Jesus, come. Well, Paul says that we should not spend our time focused on what is seen. Rather, we should focus on what is unseen. The things that we can see will one day pass away. While the things that are unseen will go on forever. Many of you have loved ones that have passed. But you know what? Those memories are still there. You remember those good memories? Those things that they said, those things that they did. Ooh, that food that they made. You can still smell it from here. Why? Because love never fails. And because it's love, it lasts forever. The USA Today ran an article around October 25th, 1995. And it's just a great illustration about priorities. It reads, quote, Ronald Warwick, captain of the luxury cruise ship Queen Elizabeth II, questioned a passenger who paid full fare for his dog to join them on an all-around-the-world cruise. Accommodations ranged from the cheap seats, $25,000 to $150,000. They probably spent hundred grand in 1995 for the dog. Wouldn't it have cost less to leave him at home? Oh no, the man said. When we are away a long time, the dog's psychiatry fees are just so high. It's less expensive just to bring him along. Are you kidding me? When our priorities are out of whack, our sensibilities get out of whack. Spent a hundred grand on a dog to go on a world cruise. Are you kidding me? I wonder how much money we waste on things that somebody would look back and say, Are you kidding me? It comes down to what goes in first. What goes in first? Folks, as we go through this series, in the beginning of this new year, I want to encourage you to think about those things that you know you've done right, you've done well. Please take the time to notice those things. It's always easy to find the negative things. Focus on those good things. And then ask yourself, Lord, what's missing? Lord, Lord, help me just to focus on one or two things that are missing. And the thing is, He will. 
Ask that question. Lord, what in the ordering of my private life is missing? What are those important things? What in your life could you or should you be reprioritizing? Take a moment to pray, to ask. And here's the crazy thing. He will show you. He will tell you. Just ask and then just be still. And He'll show you. A lot of times it's the same thing. It just kind of goes over and over and over again. I've asked Frank if he would come forward. And he, had, he took the double dog dare challenge last week. And come on up, Frank. He gave me a call. I think it was on Monday afternoon. And he had spent some time. Well, I'm going to ask him just to share a couple of things here. Sunday I come to church and I sit in the back a lot of times. Just sit back there and... Listen to the sermon and pretty much, be honest with you, sometimes just goes right over my head. I've come to a place lately where the Lord's got me, where I'm tired of, tired of being where I'm at. And sometimes uh, God's speaking, but you're not listening. Mm. You're not listening. And I sat back there and pastors double dog dared us. To get that little black book that he gave us and to spend some time with the Lord and reading it. And it has a formula, an outline. Now, I've had that book before, but I have my own way. <laughs> I got my little devotionals in the morning that I do. And anyway, I, I had to call pastor because I, I got up on Monday morning and I had made, which I believe is nothing happens with us in this walk that we're in without making a decision making a decision to do what you're going to do in whether it's getting closer to the Lord or whatever it is, it starts with a decision. And I made a decision to get up and go in that along with my regular devotional. And I'm trying to go as fast as I can, but it needs to be heard. And I got up and I got that devotional little black book and it gives you a formula and it tells you how to go through it in which I'd never really done it uh, before, and I started spending time after my regular devotional time, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just reading out and writing out the topic, and then writing the scripture out, and then uh, the application of what God's saying to you, and then, uh, you know, how it applies to you, and then a prayer at the end, but I'd spent like 45 minutes doing it on top of my regular devotional time, but I was so focused and what God was saying to me. And all the things I'd been really worrying about, like he says this morning the scripture talking about, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporal. But what is unseen is eternal. All the things I'd been thinking about, which I've been Christian for a long time, but sometimes we just get kind of ho-hum and we're numb Things I was thinking about, got some health issues I'm going through, going through some stuff with my, my kids and some legal things I'm going through. All that had been just on the front lobe of my mind so much. When I sat that morning and got down, you know, he double dog dared us. And I, I began to read it and go through it and write it out. 
Well, I kind of learned by writing. I don't know about you, but I have to write stuff down for it to go in my brain. And I don't know what kind of learner that is, but there's different types. Anyway, I was writing it out, and I, after I got done, you know, I was so fixated on the word and what God was telling me. That blew me away because where's all the stuff I was tripping on? I couldn't even think about it if I tried to think about it. I'm so busy thinking about God. That when I left there, I went and I, I bought some pan dulce for my mom and went to go see my mom and, you know, go talk to my mom about Jesus, which they know. And she's just sitting there, her and my dad and my stepdad, and they're just, she goes, I, Miko, I've been praying for you. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes God, you know, he allows us to go what we go through so that we can see. But I believe that that morning it started, I, my gosh, I was driving to my mom's house. I'm looking out my window, and I'm looking at the sky. It's so beautiful. But I've been so plagued in my brain with everything else that's going on right. that I couldn't see the beauty of what's around me. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in you is what's going to come out. He said it earlier. You know, the cup is knocked over. What's in it's going to come out. So since every day lately now, I've just been in that little devotional, and I made a commitment. I'm going to come to the guys' group. I'm probably just one time a month to start with, but I'll probably wind up coming more than that. But I've made a commitment to do that. And everything and everywhere I go, I'm having more and more opportunities to share what's going on in me. It's Jesus. Let me ask you something. You said something, and uh, it, it was so powerful. I, I don't want you to miss this part. You shared about in your devotion, the SOAP, Scripture Observation Application Prayer, that you were, taught, you were reading the Scriptures about Jesus was in the boat with the men, the disciples, oh. through the storm. Yeah. And well, they were tripping. He was in there all along. He was in the boat. But they didn't recognize him. What they saw were the waves and the wind and the storm. And basically, you know, when he wakes up, he says, oh, you have little faith. You know, their faith wasn't in him. It was in looking at what's around them and going on and the possibility of them drowning. And what did it mean to you? Well, to me, it just, you know, I've been looking at everything else and allowing everything else, like all the issues I got going on, which there are many, instead of looking at Jesus and look at and focusing on him. And man, I'll tell you what, when you put that in your heart, you got something to share with somebody because that's what you're talking about now. It's like yeah. you said earlier. It's what you have to share with people. And I've had I don't know how many situations already of sharing. I met your uncle, Esther, the other night. I was playing a gig, and he winds up showing up. And I, I tell him about my church, and we're sharing because I know he knows the Lord, and we're talking he goes, oh, my niece goes there. And I go, oh, yeah, I remember she told me. And basically, we talked, and I says, you know what? I don't think it's by chance we're talking. I go, and by the way, we need a drummer. He's a drummer. And so everything, you know, has been awesome. Just, you know, first of all, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And, and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Given. And I'm, I'm thankful for that this morning. You know, we walk, we fall, we get up. God shows us 
once you put your eyes, but I don't think anything would have happened had I not made a decision to do that, to say, I'm coming, I'm going to do it, I'm going to begin to do this. And when you do that, God meets you the other half of the way. And man, I'll tell you what, it's powerful, because that's all you want to talk about. Will you pray with me, Lord? We just thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for that word from Frank. Just to be reminded, Lord, uh, when we take the challenges of God, that we can know that we know that no matter how heavy life could be, that you're in the boat with us. You're in those struggles with us. You haven't left us and you, want, and you will not forsake us. I pray blessing on your people that today would be a challenge to say, how are my priorities? God, are you challenging me, double dog daring me to pray, to read, to take it to a little different level than I have in the past? And in the end, watch what God does. So Lord, bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' holy name, and we all say, Amen. Amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.